The story continues. Ben is left in pain, alone, worried about what his father will do. Hope seems gone, and Ben, living how he has always lived, finds it hard to have faith. But help can come in the most surprising ways from the most unusual people. Boy, are you okay? What are you doing so close to the veil? Ben looked up. A wagon had come up behind him. The driver was dressed all in black leather. Not an inch of skin was showing. She had a thick studded belt and a long blade wrapped in a white cloth. A crossbow was slung across her back. A bulky mask covered her face and a strange wheezing sound could be heard as she sucked air through the mask. Ben's heart seemed to stop for a second as he looked up at the dark figure on the cart. It was a scout, one of the few who dared enter the Terrorlands, and by the march cut into the wood of the long cart she pulled behind her, she was good at her job. The scout pulled up the mask, revealing a sunburned face covered in scars. One of her eyes was white. Her teeth were yellow, and her white hair was pulled back into a tight braid. You're Meeklock's son, right? I've seen you in his camp before. What are you doing out here? Ben's head spun, and he sunk down on all fours and vomited. You sick? Got the fever? Ben looked up, gasping in pain. Ivy bulb. The scout grabbed the back of Ben's robe, tossing him into the, in, into the seat next to her. She reached into her robes, pulling out a small vial. You're not lying to me, are you, boy? This stuff will kill you if you are. No, moaned Ben, as a fresh wave of pain moved through his body. The scout grabbed Ben's face, opening his mouth, pouring the contents of the vial down his throat. It burned as it went down and soon the pain started to lessen, and a strange numbness spread throughout his body. That will help with the pain. Won't get rid of the toxin, but it will keep you from losing your mind, boy. We will get you to the camp. I have business with your father. Ben held on to the seat as a scout clicked her lips and the large Clydesdale gliding the wagon moved forward. The path led to the field of pain. Soon the moans and screams could be heard. The scout reared up her horse, staring down at the field. What is your father doing? This is insanity. He's gone too far. They sat in silence as the horse spurred on to a faster pace, made its way to the campsite. 
then heard a strange thumping sound followed by a hiss. He glanced behind him. In the wagon were at least twenty sacks similar to the one he used to collect the ivy bulbs. Ivy bulbs. Oh, Phelps. What would Ben say to Meeklock about Phelps? Oh, and he also left the ivy bulbs behind. Another hiss was heard. It was coming from the sacks. Then one moved. What was in them? Soon the fires of the camp came into sight as the sun began to go down. The potion from the vial had numbed most of the pain, but Ben could still feel a dull ache through his body. The scout held up a hand, and the guards let her pass. Scouts were looked on with fear. Most were not allowed in certain towns in case they had a sickness from the terror lands. But this scout was on a mission given to him by Meeklock. She was one of the few who went in a little deeper into the terror lands than most. She never said what her name was. If she lived long enough, she wanted to retire and if people figured out she was a scout, she would never be allowed to stay any place for very long. They continued to drive up until she was in front of the tent used by Meeklock. This campsite had been home for two months. Over the past year, they had moved around, always staying close to the veil. The wizard had gathered followers and servants, as well as soldiers. Most were now in the field of pain. Ben's head felt light as they stopped in front of the tent. His heart pounded, and everything seemed to be moving slow. Meeklock walked out of the tent. The wizard stood at seven feet tall. His skin was marble white. He wore a robe that dragged the ground, hiding his massive, muscled body. The hood was pulled back, revealing a scarred face covered mostly by a blonde beard. Hair of the same color was kept in a tight ponytail that reached down to the middle of his back. His brown eyes glared at Ben still sitting and shivering next to the scout. The scout climbed down from the wagon, sinking down to one knee. Hail, Wizard Meeklock, ruler of the dusty plains, seeker of the lasting flame, master of the art of dark magic. Enough of the pleasantries, scout, interrupted the wizard. Have you brought what I commanded you to get? Yes, but I have some questions about the field of soldiers. I recognize some of them. Killers from the desert. They are mercenaries that would never join any group and others who fought alongside you in the Gentland Wars. Why are they both in a field being tortured? It's none of your business, Scout. I see you have found my son. It was supposed to be bringing me something as well. 
How goes it, Ben? The last words were dripping with malice. Father, I'm, I'm sorry, I... Oh, sorry again, boy. I'm so glad to hear that. The boy has been poisoned by ivy bulbs. Yes, I can see that. Father, please help me. Go in a tent, fool, and wait for me. Yes, Father. Your son has ivy bulb in his system. Is that what you had him gather? Again, not your concern. You have been paid well for your services, Scout. Now give me what I asked for. As the Scout and his father talked, Ben stumbled past them into the cool tent. He was sure his father would heal him, but he would make him wait a little longer, using the pain of the ivy bulb as punishment. He still didn't know how he was going to tell him about Phelps. Tears stung his eyes. Even though he hated the cruel Phelps, he never wished him dead and such a grisly death. If only he had done something to help him somehow. He could hear the two outside the tent talking in low voices. What are you up to, Meeklock? This guy wasn't even trying to be polite now. Your son needs care. You should heal him now before the toxin spreads. Don't tell me what to do with my son, Scout. Now show me what I paid for and be on your way. Ben shuffled slowly to the back of the tent. He felt the effects of the potion given to him by the Scout starting to wear off as pain began to throb from his shoulder again. He needed to thank the scout before she left. Without her, he never would have made it back to the camp. He owed the scout his life. What life he had. He moved over to the back of the tent where his father kept his favorite wine. He hoped a glass being ready for him would somehow soften the wizard's mood just a bit. He was about to receive from the scout what he had wanted, so that should put him in a more receptive mood. Ben felt light-headed as the pain, like a heartbeat, went against his real heartbeat as he fumbled in the small trunk for the wine. He brought out a goblet, set it on the edge of the table that his father used for his alchemy. Glass vials of different shapes and sizes contained powders, liquids, and one or two even seemed to contain a mist swirling around, creating a mini storm. He knew one of these vials contained the antidote to the ivy bulb toxin. As the pain level grew, Ben searched for the right one. He dropped the wine bottle, gasping the table, searching with his eyes for the blue liquid. Where is it? He could hear his father still talking to the scout outside. The voices of the scout and his father were getting louder. Ben wanted to warn the scout. After all, she saved his life. It, she didn't know how or what he could do. He moved to the flap. The scout had removed the big horse from the cart 
and had put on a saddle. She was sitting on the great beast looking down at the wizard. You're messing with magic best left alone, Meeklok. I've seen what it can do in the terror lands. If you're not careful, you could just you could destroy everything. I am a high wizard. And I don't have to explain my actions to you. I'm going to report you to the governors. Go ahead. All that you have seen, they've agreed to this. There's a place for me to burn in the Underland forever helping you, wizard. You may have gotten your prize, but you will never be able to use it. Let me help you on your way to the Underlands, fool. A red energy pulsed from the wizard's body. The scout pulled a metal box from her pouch, and before the wizard could attack, slammed the thing towards the ground and disappeared. Meeklock screamed in rage. Ben backed away from the tent flap and knew he had little time before his father would enter the tent. He needed the antidote. The state his father was in, he would never be able to get it for him. He spotted the vial. It was at the center of the table. The tent and everything was designed with the wizard's massive frame in mind. Ben at 5'6 couldn't reach the antidote. From the edge of the table, he jumped up, reaching, reaching his feet dangling in the air as he inched his way onto the table, reaching for that vial. It took all of his focus. Part of him just wanted to curl up in a ball and let the pain wash over him. A spasm shot through his body, and his hand jerked as it hit a large empty vial, knocking it off the table. It shattered on the ground. Ben sunk off the table, instinct telling him to start cleaning the glass, even though the pain fog he was feeling, he was at least grateful that the vial was empty. As he bent down to clean, the t clean it, the tent flap opened and his father stepped in. Ben cut his finger on a sliver of glass as he looked up at his father. Meeklock stared down at Ben, a look of twisted rage on his dark face. He glanced down at the broken glass and then at the table. His mouth opened in a snarl. What have you done? Done. The temperature of the tent lowered as the great wizard raised one hand. A strange green glow formed at his fingertips. In his other hand, he held a severed head. Ben thought he was losing his mind because the head seemed to smile at Ben showing its sharp fangs. Then it winked. A sound came from the wizard's throat. It rolled from his mouth, becoming a scream of rage. In one long stride, he was across the tent, standing above Ben. What have you done? The wizard repeated, his voice screeching in the early evening air. He must have found out discovered what had happened to Phelps. Father, please, he tried to kill me. I was only... The wizard swinging the head knocked Ben across the table. 
He continued to beat at Ben with the severed head, knocking him about in the tent. The scout was gone, but his wagon was still there. Ben grasped the sides of the wagon, trying to pull himself up as the wizard continued to scream at him, beating him. The camp looked on in silence, not daring to interfere. Miklok picked up Ben by his neck, tossing him into the back of the now horseless wagon, tossing the head in back with him. Ben moaned as the head rolled across his chest. The sacks the scat had brought were still in the cart and wiggled and hissed underneath Ben. A nearby troll chuckled at Ben's pain. Miklok turned on the troll, pointing a long finger at him. Immediately the troll sank to his knees, his head down. You find this funny? Is this something to laugh at? Before the troll could stammer an apology, a bone in the wizard's finger shot across the camp, hitting the troll in the chest. There was a muffled explosion as the chest burst and the bone contracted back into Miklok's finger. Miklok pointed to another troll. Get a search party together. I want that scout found before she disappears across the void. Fail me and suffer her fate. The wizard walked across, picking up the dead body of the troll, throwing it into the wagon on top of Ben. He was unable to move as the poison from the ivy bulb spread throughout his body. By this time, Ben could not tell if the pain was from the beating, the troll landing on him, or the toxin now rapidly spreading through his body. The wizard moved to the front of the wagon and began pulling the heavy cart toward the field where the soldiers were. The sun was getting down. It was getting dark. Ben didn't dare move, knowing that this might be the end. The body of the troll lay heavy on Ben as a wagon pulled by Miklok rolled across the plain. Every bump, every rock rolled over was fresh pain for Ben. He didn't understand. He never did. Why did his father treat him this way? Something was happening. His mind would go from groggy to clear. There seemed to be an answer to all of this. It seemed to be in his mind, but Ben could never focus on it. It would go away like a leaf blowing in the wind. Soon the moans and the screams got closer, and Ben knew they were almost at the field of pain once again. Long torches had been lit to keep the work going all night. Trouble, trouble here, much trouble to be had said a voice Ben didn't recognize. It sounded like a troll. As Miklok approached with the wagon, one by one the trolls stopped their work. Soon the screams died down and only the moans could be heard. Miklok raised his hands and a red light framed his head, making sure all eyes were on him as he spoke. I won't keep you long from your work. It needs to get done. You are all doing so well. Soon you will be ready for the next step. 
You might hate the trolls in their job, but soon you will realize the gift they give you, and you will call them your brothers and sisters in arms. I do all this to prepare you for the great time that is to come, where we will shape the land in a new image and wipe out the weak. Soon we will be the masters of all, and not even those from the depths of the terror lands will stop us. The field erupted into cries and cheers at these words. The pain began to intensify, and as the cheering died down, waiting for more words from the great wizard, Ben couldn't help but give out a little moan. But what's this? Meeklock began again. Someone not cheering at my words. Perhaps they are beyond what I say. A more likely... Just too stupid to understand. Meeklock reached into the wagon, flipping the body of the dead troll to the side, grabbing Ben by his hair and pulling him down out of the wagon. Mm. It's my own son who doesn't cheer. So it is someone too stupid to understand. The trolls laughed. But Ben... My boy, you are in luck, because you too will be given this great gift. Yes, even though I don't give it to you, through your stupidity you took it. Nevertheless, you have it now and will join the others on the field. But you have been poisoned by the ivy bulb. I wonder, is there any who can bring more pain than an ivy bulb to my son? Oh, yes, you will have that toxin in your system a little while longer. And be reborn on this field to serve me in a different way than I had planned for you. But that path is no longer possible. And I do have to tell your new brothers and sisters in arms and news that because of your stupidity, it will take longer for my plans to go into effect. You don't know what you did tonight, boy. But because of your mistake, you will be punished. Driven mad by the ivy and left to suffer on this field. You won't be wasted, my son. But I imagine once this is done, you won't be more than a trained dog. There was more laughter across the field. Miklok took Ben by the chin, looking him in the eyes. I'll give you to Phelps, even though he didn't return to camp with you. I'll talk to him about that later. Phelps, come forth. Ben looked up at his father in confusion. He didn't know about Phelps. There was some other, other reason why he was doing this to him. Uh, a small troll shuffled forward. Uh, sorry to tell you this, old great wizard, but Phelpsy, uh, not here. 
he left with your your son, but uh, he uh, he he never came back. What? He's not back. No, sir, never back. You, come with me. Bring a torch. Meeklock threw Ben back into the cart and started pushing it towards the veil. Begging your pardon, oh great one, but you could leave the wagon here. It it, it would be be quicker. What's in this wagon is more precious to me than all of you trolls combined. It's too valuable to be left out of my sight. It's the most powerful thing that the Terrorlands has to offer. The small troll looked at the wagon, then back at the wizard, a look of confusion on his face. It's not gold. It's magic. A dark magic that can change the world, make a simple man a king, and bring an army to his knees. It's the magic of truth. And without it, we couldn't go forward with my plan. The bags wiggled and hissed at these words. Soon they reached the veil and began looking for Phelps. The troll spotted the bags with the ivy bulbs in them. He cried out for Phelps, but got no answer. Meeklock took the torches, kneeling down. He scanned the earth close to the veil. He muttered some things under his breath, and the ground glowed in a pale blue light. It formed into the shape of two bodies, one that looked like Ben, the other like Phelps. Soon the whole fight played out in front of Meeklock, ending with Phelps disappearing into the Terrorlands. Meeklock went right up to the veil, looking at the spot where Phelps went in. Ben... What happened when Phelps went in? Ben raised his head, moaning from the pain. He looked Meeklock in his eyes. What happened to Phelps? Ben said one word. Race. How? How could you, an idiot with no magic... No real skill, but to do as I order you, destroy two elements, key components of a plan that has taken me a lifetime to work. Do you understand what's going on here, boy? Do you have one clue? He grabbed Ben, pulling him up so he could look at him straight in the eyes. He squeezed Ben's arm, and Ben could feel the Bones move in his wrist, then break. Just more pain to add to the growing pain. You will go into the Terrorlands, find Phelps Satchel, and bring it to me. Father, please, I, I will die. You will die one way or another, boy. But you will do this for me because it is what I want. You will go and get that satchel and then join the others on the field of pain. A bolt from a crossbow sunk into the wizard's arm. He screamed in pain and rage, dropping Ben to the ground. Plans and schemes unfold as Ben's dark fate becomes 
a twisted path. How long must he suffer the abuse of his father? When will it end? Does a hero come to rescue him? It seems that bolt of the crossbow can give at least one answer. The scout may not have completely disappeared. Ben has no clue as to what's happening, but he is still a part of this journey, this story. This is Jedediah Gravesmore, hoping your day is full of adventure. I hope all my NaNoWriMo friends are doing well this month. Keep up the good work and write from your heart. This has been the Tales of the Terrorlands. From spooky bits and scary pieces. More tale is to come as it's whispered to me on the wind.